Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning, Bob Sekoler and the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour. Hope you're having a good Sunday morning with us today. Chuck Crosby of the Crosby Law Offices. Good guy, great closings, entertaining, and keeps the thing moving. Uh, you can pick whoever you want to close your, uh, your loan, and Chuck is one of the guys I would tell you. He's the guy to pick. You can reach him at 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. Brad, for the sixth year in a row, is the number one home team inspection service in the country. And you can reach him and make note of his fairly new number, 844-411-TEAM. Brad, Chuck, good morning. Good morning to you all. Also here, back by popular demand, my son, Greg. I don't think I'm that popular. Well, not in your mind, but in many minds it is. And uh, Greg joins us as well as does our marketing photography and so much more. And you can reach me anytime at 376-5483. We've got a lot to go through, including a lot of questions. But we're going to start with um, an item that made the news, which I think is going to make Greg very happy. Millennials are changing the luxury real estate market, folks, in sharp contrast to the slacker stereotype that has defined Greg and his generation. Millennials aren't living in their parents' basements anymore. They are buying multi-million dollar homes. No, those the Gen Xers are still living in the basements. We just kind of we saw that. We're like, we're not dealing with that. We want out. We want oh, out. There you go. 38 percent of missed us. 38% of millennials, adults born from 81 to 96, represent the largest share of home buyers in the U.S., according to the survey by the National Association of Realtors just released. Chuck, so that means you should be seeing more millennials. <clears throat> and Brad, you should be seeing more millennials. Uh, Absolutely. That's an yeah, impressive uh, number. And, and, you know, a lot of our inspectors are now millennials. So Oh, really? Oh, I so got both it, sides of it. Yeah, yeah. It happens all the way around. Mm -hmm. Sure does. So... Moving on, because we're going to keep this moving and we got a lot of stuff to go through. Um, have you ever wanted to live in a high rise building? And it looks like, for example, Brad, Chuck, Greg, I'm talking about not just uh, an eight like, or nine. Like, like primary residence. Like this is your yes. main place. Yeah. So like in Chicago, New York, uh, I grew up in an apartment building in the Bronx and it was probably, I think it was like 10 or 12 floors high, you know, community called Parkchester. A lot of all these the same look the same. Parkchester. Park Parkchester. Well, that was almost too broken. Yeah, okay. yeah, but I'm talking about much taller ones. Did any of you, did either of you guys or all of you want to ever I, live? I, I would love to. But my wife has reminded me that I will be living there by myself. Okay, Chuck, how about you? I know you're in a condo. Would you, would you consider moving over to a, a, a high rise in a large city? Um, it's possible. There, there's a uh, New York Times thing every uh, week. Which would you choose? Uh, uh -huh. That Sherry and I will look at uh, frequently. I mean, it's just that my impression of New York City is uh, it's occupied New Jersey. It's a great place to visit, but you don't <laughs> want to live there. This is where you guys are missing the boat here in yeah. quotation marks. Well, you got a high rise in like Florida, like oh, you know okay. Miami, yeah. Fort Lauderdale, Sarasota, on the waters where it's nice and warm, and you have that beach view. That's Petula Clark lives in a high rise on South Beach. I would live there. There you go. So the story, the reason I ask is that uh, 432 Park is one of the wealthiest addresses in the world. It's in New York City. It is now facing significant design problems and other luxury high rises may share its fate. It's a 1,400 foot tall in New York City, briefly the tallest residential building in the world. 
It was the pinnacle of New York's luxury condo boom a half decade ago. Now, six years later, residents of the exclusive tower are now at odds with developers and each other, making clear that even multi-million dollar price tags do not guarantee problem-free living. Imagine paying two, three, four, ten million dollars for your condo in the sky and then having to file a claim because of continual water damage from plumbing and mechanical issues, frequent elevator malfunctions, and walls that creak like the galley of a ship. I mean, that's, what's that's just New York. I don't know what these people, <laughs> they, know, they know what's going on right. up there. So let's move on. Questions. First one, I had to text Brad earlier this week. I was at one of our pre-lists, and in the staircase coming down from the second floor, some severe cracking going up and down parts of the wall, and my potential client here had hired a guy to do some repairs, but he took the money and he ran, which is another story we want to talk about uh, down the road here, Chuck, for you with regards to what, if you're going to have somebody make repairs or work on your home, what should you do in terms of protecting yourself against a goober taking your money and running? So put that in your head, Chuck, coming up in a minute. Brad, meanwhile, I sent him pictures and both he and I believe the same thing. What happened in your mind of what, and folks, this is why we're pointing this out to you. If you have a new roof put on, go ahead. Yeah. So I think what happened here, the house was built in 99. And I think what happened when they re-roofed, the roofers put all of the shingles up on the ridge in a condensed area. Um, the the stairwell is in the, uh, the center of the home. That's a convenient spot for the roofer to put all of the materials. And the weight of that actually sagged um, the 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 whole roof truss structure, you know, which cracked the, the uh, space between the uh, sheetrock and the ceiling and the walls. And it left a big gap there once the, the weight was taken off of it. I'm, that's my uh, guess on it anyway. Without and, ever being there. right? Yeah, without ever being there. Because we see, you know, we see damaged roof trusses in homes. And oftentimes, you know, those occur after, you know, a roofers come out, particularly a larger home, which has a lot of material. That's a tremendous amount of weight. And if the roofers aren't careful, they stack it all in one spot because the, uh, that's where the, the lift um, and where the guy is stacking everything and they don't spread it out. It uh, puts a lot of weight and can, it can break the uh, the trusses. What do you suggest then for anybody who is about to have a roof? Because we got a lot of people in the in the listening area who may be planning on getting or having a new roof. If you see cracks in the drywall, but also how do you protect that? Maybe the roofer may have done some damage to something in the attic itself. Yeah, well, I mean, anytime you're having roofing work done, I would definitely recommend they take some pictures before they get out there. Uh, talk to the roofing, you know, project manager. Make sure that they understand how the materials will be delivered to the top of the house, and then I would definitely check uh, after they have, you know, before they've actually left the job site. So just make sure there's no, you know, damage up in the attic or the ceilings have cracked or some of the other things that we see. You know, it's not real common, but it does. It's it's not completely uncommon either. Is it? correct for me to presume that if they crack something in the attic immediate evidence will show in the drywall with cracks coming through the drywall like what happened in this particular house yes yeah that's going to be an immediate thing once the once the weight is lifted up because when the when all the weight is compressed on it the crack's going to be there but when the the weight is taken off and the and the wood flexes back up to where it started that's when you're going to see the gap so you're going to see it right away it, it, won't, it won't be something that appears two months later so if you're having a new roof put in and once they take the the roofing material is distributed on the roof the weight is is lifted folks check 
around the house just to make sure you're not seeing any new cracks that are occurring because that could be a sign that damage was done by the roofing contractor uh, when they put the shingles up there. Now, let's go over to Chuck for a second with regards to this lady who gave the money to the the contractor and the contractor never came back. Any Mm -hmm. suggestions from an attorney standpoint, what she or anybody else can do to protect themselves? Um, Don't give them the money up front. And what if they ask for it and they say, that's how we work. We require them. I'll be looking for another contractor. Thanks so much. If they're flying by the seat of their pants so much that they have to have 100% of the money up front, that's just a no go. Okay. And, and do you think giving them half of it is okay or a third? I believe isn't the uh, industry uh, usual about a, a third, a quarter to a third? Uh, I, I don't know. Greg, any thoughts on that? No, I mean, uh, deposits general. I would say yeah. there's, there's an industry standard. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like Chuck is saying, there's going to be red flags before that. If they're asking for full amount down before. I know. That, maybe, that in you, and of itself is a deal breaker. Yeah, did you check mind. to see their old jobs? Did you check with previous clients to make sure yeah. they have a reputable reputation? Do they have insurance other things, in right? case they uh, – Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do they have point. insurance in case yeah. they, they put all the weight on one part of the roof and uh, and damage it? I mean, Chances it, are those people don't because they probably aren't remembering to get yeah, insurance exactly. or that they need to distribute the weight correctly. So check every, your – yeah, go ahead. I was going to say every time I've had that call where, um, hey, the contractor just took off with our money, um, invariably it's one of those scenarios where they want everything up front, uh, nobody did any background check. I mean, you're going to give somebody uh, that kind of uh, permission to get in your house and your stuff. Don't you want to know that uh, other people are satisfied with the work? Yeah. Don't let I mean, Tom's just, friend who's built the deck a couple times in his life who yeah. has a truck go to low, you know, you don't do yeah. it, man, don't do it. Oh, you know, Tom, do you? All right, let's move on to questions. Uh, this comes from Cynthia, believe it or not, and it's on this topic. She says she's planning on selling her house this year, but she knows the roof has problems. It's leaked several times over the past few years. And if she patches the roof with some of the stuff that she saw advertised on TV, what is that stuff called? Because I think oh. I um, talking about flex seal, uh, flex no, seal. Yeah. don't say it. <laughs> don't Wait, say it. They're carrying it in like a Home Depot and Lowe's now. The flex, yeah, but it's not a shingle. <laughs> no, but it's, she says it, she patches it. it. Uh, I see it advertised. It blocks water. Can the buyer come back in a year or two? So let's let us start with the mechanical part of this. Can she patch? Use it to patch. Uh, I mean, we uh, we saw the guy sprayed it on screen and made a boat out of it. I mean, I, I think that it can seal something up. Do you want it to? No. Do you want to use it on your roof? No. Do you want to use it in your gutters? I don't think it's a great idea, but but people do it all the time. You know, as a home inspector, we see we see flex seal repairs very often, particularly if you've got a, a flat roof. You know, a lot of people will go up there because now you can buy it. It's not even in a spray can. It's in a, uh, it's, it's in the quart size, you know, can or the quart can, the gallon can, and you can just yes. roll it on and it's not a good idea. It doesn't, it does not last very but long th- at all. Does it work? No, not, 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 I mean, it'll, it'll work for, you know, keeping rain out for a few weeks, maybe. Okay. So wait, it's not fixing it. So wait, so I could see this commercial coming up down the road now. Brad, when I point to you in the video, because mm-hmm. by the way, we're if you want to see this show, and we're doing this on Zoom because of COVID, and we record them, and then we, we can replay it back, louisvilleanswers.com, louisvilleanswers.com is the URL to get you to our YouTube channel. So when I point to you, say what you said at the very end, right? It's the, this is how these stupid commercials air, these stuff. You'll say, it works for a few 
minutes at least, right? Okay, so that's right. Yeah, and the commercial is going to come up now. Flex Seal, it works continually. Here's Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. It'll last for about uh, three days. Okay, yeah. then we'll cut that up. It'll last, and then we'll add. That's, that's it, Brad Lawler. Even right. Brad says it last. Will last. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, when so, good isn't good enough. Doctor Oz is a victim of all this stuff. He gets credited with all the stuff that's out there and, and he says it, they take them out of context yeah. so all right so don't use it now on um from the legal standpoint on this chuck it's this is really the disclosure do you yeah have disclose it. yeah you have to. got a leak yeah and yeah, the, that, it's not like that's not going to come up the first big brain <laughs> but but can it say that it was flex seal that it was um used or what would what would you say i if you've done self-repair on your roof, I would state that you did self-repair on the roof for a leak with this product. I mean, you have to disclose what happened, why, uh, and anybody that would not investigate that further is crazy. I mean, duct tape's probably better than Flexi. I'm just no, saying. I don't yeah. think so on that. But okay. not on a roof. The, the duct tape won't last three minutes. Well, I mean, at least flex seal, three, then duct three tape days. on top of it, maybe another level of flex another seal, layer, and then some yeah. duct tape, and then flex seal on top, and then it looks like a shingle. Make sure that you use staples, though, too. Ah, yes, okay, yes. yeah. yeah. Joking move, here, guys. Move, moving on. Chuck, William is buying a home working with his friend who is a real estate agent. William says he called another agent because he wanted to see a home that he's going to soon buy, but his, William's friend, is... Uh, saying uh, something about procuring cause, don't call some other agent, use me if you want to see the home. He went yeah. to see the house with another agent, and now William's friend, who's the agent, is claiming that William is not a friend at all. Yeah, well, of course. So explain, Why would you do that? Explain procuring cause, and Greg, we're going to come to you in a second to just put a, a, an exclamation mark on it. Explain why buyers should work with the agents that they want to work with and not call willy-nilly over the phone just to find an agent to get you in a house? Because you're going to ruin friendships like that. Um, if, if I call up an agent and he shows me the property and I like the property and I buy the property, well, then he's earned his commission. Now, will he share that commission when all of a sudden I say, oh, by the way, I've got a friend that uh, has been representing me that I'm going to tell you about now after we've already done this deal? You know, probably not. Or maybe they could. I've seen, cer I've seen cer uh, circumstances where they do share. Uh, but that's just because, you know, professional courtesy and the like. But it's not required. Uh, so uh, why would you do that? No, and, and, and it's really just... <laughs> Friends, probably not the best agent. I'm just going to put that out there because if he was a professional on top of his game, like I've got friends, they know yeah. we sell real estate. They're coming to me because they know we don't mess yeah. around. I don't treat you like my friend when you're my, when I, you're my yeah. client. I treat you like my client and I represent you to the fullest. This guy and, and my friends know Greg's going to show me the house because he's the guy and they're well-schooled on what happens mm -hmm. if you let another agent show the property and what happens when that happens. But people just yeah. do that. I, I, I do see that quite a bit. It happens. Yeah. It's yeah. a reason to work with a team where you've got coverage if your your agent is out of town or working something else as another agent who's willing to. Yeah. Well, it's establishment, it's yeah. reputation. People say, oh, we don't want to bother you because you're a friend and we know you're busy. But if they know that, that this is your job and you do this 100% of the time, they know who to call when they need an answer, not some yeah. other guy, you know? We're going to take a How many people yeah. actually give that talk at the oh, I, We do, but I can't say anybody yeah. else, you know? We're going to take a break. When we come back, 10 things you don't realize are annoying your neighbors, especially if you live in a condo. <clears throat> 
that's coming up. Or have loud dogs. If, by the way, if you have loud dogs, if you want to see what uh, <laughs> sellers are saying about us, go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. If you want to read our reviews, our Socolor team reviews, go to LouisvilleZillow.com. With us here via Zoom for our COVID radio show, we have Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499 6360. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844 411 Team. My son, Gregor, does our marketing photography. He does a great job and so much more. And you can reach me, Bob Sikola, anytime on my cell phone at 376-5483. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we're able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you till the top of the hour. We've got Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, with us. You can reach Brad and his team and their big group of people. 844-411-TEAM. Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. My son, Greg, who does our marketing photography and so much more. And Bob Sikola here. You can reach me anytime to get a, your home on the market or reach our agents, 376-5483. And, of course, thank you, Barbara Corcoran, who's a friend and mentor and uh, endorsing us. We appreciate that. All right. Somewhere, I think, somewhere in our lives, we've had a run-in, maybe maybe not all everybody, but a concern with a neighbor. Either a neighbor's doing something to you or you're doing something unbeknownst to your neighbor. So here are 10 things. Uh, dogs, number one. And it's I have to apologize to my neighbors. I've got two German Shepherds that I got after we were broken into. I know they're annoying. I'm working with them. 
but I'm a guilty. I raised my hand. I am guilty, and I'm trying to curtail them. In fact, uh, this past Wednesday, I had a trainer over working with the dogs again as we're attempting to make sure that they uh, and respect our neighbors as well as our own property. Anybody have dog problems like that? Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Playing in the street. Kids may be entranced by their parents and grandparents' uh, stories of stick ball, stoop ball, kick the can, but this day and age. We played street roller hockey when I grew up in Colton. Yeah. What are we trying to tell me? We can't have kids playing in the streets anymore? Not God. such a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so, let me get, I'm going to get grumpy old man on that. Well, in your subdivision, don't they like have statue, bronze statues of children? Yeah, have they we, we, have, we don't we, want we, the real thing. They've got, they, well, no, they literally have road blockers that we, we block the street for street fairs and all sorts of stuff. Kids play in the street. If I, I'm an old man with a cane. If I see somebody driving over 15 miles an hour, I'm yelling at him. Oh yeah. In, in our, uh, I'm on the board for our uh, community and uh, we, we literally had a board member wanting to put up some sort of impenetrable border. So children couldn't come in and play because they're up to no good. See Mm. this, like my point. Exactly. I'm not off base on this story. Um, How about holiday lights? I don't believe this, but does anybody believe that you can do too much harm by having too many lights during the holiday season? Well, if you don't take it down early, yeah, I was driving through the, a neighborhood yesterday in Germantown and it was like, still up. the Christmas lights are all still up it's all the way frame, down the yeah. road. Yeah. Well, they've been busy. Um, it's annoying. So something that really, and I know it doesn't occur to everybody, but there are areas of our community where there are farmyard animals and associated chickens. with chickens and, and some others, and those noises and smells that go along with those. Uh, and I know there are ordinance where you can have some and cannot have some, but be, be aware. Just know that that is a concern. Too much of a good thing, is, and there's one in every neighborhood, a little old man or woman who walks out to get the newspapers in their bathroom or bathrobe or um, an out-of-work sister who sunbathes without clothes uh, topless in the backyard. Is it the Griswolds? It could be. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It could be, but we have to be aware. When we're going outside, dress appropriately, according to this report. Um, there is also uh, one thing about exterior home yard and maintenance. I have dear friends whose next-door neighbors have windows. Uh, they've since, I believe, had them repaired. But the frame, the wood, that was a disaster. Where the wood, it, They had friends come up, and as you're pulling in the driveway, you couldn't help but mm-hmm. notice... You couldn't help but notice that there was wood rot and deteriorating, and it gives a question of what's going on. So trim your shrubs. My old neighborhood, we had a neighbor down the block who never trimmed the grass around the edge of his property, and it looked like it was always overgrowing. So I got that. And here's one, and I know, Chuck, this doesn't occur to you, but maybe, Brad, uh, tree debris, you know, the trees, shrubs, you make a pile, but you never clean that pile up, so it sits on your driveway or your yard, and it just is an eyesore. Got one in my neighborhood. Understood. Yep. This next one's going to ring true to a lot of people, parking problems, where Mm -hmm. if you don't have enough room in your driveway, you park on the street, or worse, you park on the lawn. In my neighborhood, down the block and around the corner, there's a, a neighbor who has an RV who every once in a while parks the RV, on the street, which is it? Is it PC to do the old Jeff Foxworthy joke there? What if you know you, you, you might be a redneck? If you mow your lawn and you find a car. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, also, trash leaving trash out. The same thing where 
I try to get my my trash bins in the same day. Some people leave them out for a long period of time. Uh, Greg, this one might bring true to at least you. Uh, controversial colors of your home, painting them. Now, Greg just at, yeah, he's neutral now, but his previous house it was a brighter turquoise. Hey, wait, now there was a teal. Now there's a new one in the neighborhood. It is gorgeous. Okay, yeah. I'm not. I have not. But it's purple and oh, yeah. Yeah. the test color for the doors. Yeah, sunshine yellow. Oh, I Whoa. saw the purple. I saw it's a deep purple it, now, right? It's, it's a deep. And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you what: when the yeah. sun hits it, it's gorgeous. Yeah. The yellow door, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going for. But uh, listen, whatever. Uh, finally, disrespecting boundaries. If you are over your your property line with a variety of things, could be anything, but certainly respect boundaries. So, so th- those are some of the things that are annoying. Or call Chuck because you might have an easement problem. You could. You could. Uh, this one goes to both Chuck and to uh, Brad. Uh, Bill's selling his home and just had a bad home inspection, including a bad roof inspection. What are the options besides paying for a new roof or doing all the repair? Oh, wait, is it a bad home inspection or is it the home inspection just came back bad because there's a lot of stuff going on? It's a home inspection that came back came bad. Back as, bad. Yeah, okay. right. So, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. so let, let's start with he agreed to do everything in this home repair request. So let's start legally. Chuck, he's agreed can he can't back out of this since he's agreed to the repair request not realizing that the roof request for repairs would indicate a full replacement of the roof thoughts so on he's, that? A, he's agreed to do all of that the, requ- the apparently the request came in saying that the seller would make repairs to the roof the roofer comes out and he's had two people come out this is a long email the roofer comes out two of them say that can't be repaired it needs to be replaced is he locked in at this point to replacing the roof which is rather more than he budgeted for or can he still just have patches and uh, and live up to what he thought was his agreement in we're looking at this from a seller's side um yeah the 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 if the if the request was repair the roof yep and that's all it is it doesn't define what repair means then repair the roof is, is, you know, as long as that's a reasonable response, uh, you know, putting up 20 different colors of shingles, et cetera. Um, you know, that, that would not be necessarily considered reasonable, but if it is possible to repair the roof, um, he didn't say how he wanted it repaired. The buyer did. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, if the buyer said, I want it repaired to this standard, well, then you got to stick to the standard if he says yes. Does he have to replace the entire roof? If if that is a reasonable definition of repair, but it's not uh, to the sole discretion of the buyer. I got it. Now, I got to believe the two roofing companies he had out were fairly reputable and they didn't want to just do it. And it may be. It may be that replacing it is the reasonable way to handle it. Because uh, like I said, you can't just go up and, you know, say, spray all that. Uh, what was it called? The uh, seal stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that stuff. Okay, yeah. Prepared, Brad won't know, say it. Yeah. Brad, it's prepared <laughs> for the next uh, three days. <laughs> Brad, I got to uh, be- believe that there are roofers out there who would just come out and do repairs and not try yes. to sell a whole roof, right? The, no yeah. question. And I think that the biggest thing here is we're talking about the function of the roof. Mm-hmm. And the function of the roof, I mean, the home inspector is going to remark on what are the materials, mm-hmm. you know, where are they in the light? of it and look we we see repairs that need to be made all the time but it doesn't mean that you have to have a new roof every single time you know if you've got damaged shingles if you got lifted edges if you got nail pops those things can be repaired by professionals but i will say that a lot of roofing companies they're going to make more money selling the roof 
than they are making the repairs. So mm-hmm. the, the, the companies that just make repairs are harder to come by. Fortunately, if anybody needs to know those roofing companies that will make repairs, call my office. I'm happy to, you know, give you some names, but yeah, definitely say you need another, a third opinion on that one. It's the old chestnut of, uh, okay, you want me to, uh, repair the toilet. Do I have to repair it with a gold plated toilet? Right. Yeah. This, uh, and this goes back to having a good agent. A good it, agent. It, it keeps, that's right. It keeps coming through. It does. Themes. A lot you're of people go for sale by owner right now, and that's mm. fine and great. Test the market, but you're going to run into these issues constantly. That's and if you don't know how to get around them, this laissez-faire and some agents, and I say good agents, we go from the spectrum of for sale by owner to a good agent because there are some bad agents out there that don't do their due diligence and they, they're not specific. Whenever we get a request that says, oh, kind of fix this and we'll, no, get specific. We're going to volley that back to you. Get, get it. Cross yeah. your T's and dot right. your I's. And wait, Greg, I, one, quick, one quick point to that. And the home inspector is not the one who's negotiating those repairs for you. Right, so those right. for sale by owner folks that want the home inspector to, to negotiate with oh, the yeah, seller, that's, that's not what we do. So get yourself a good, good agent. Point. Good point. We're out of time. My thanks to Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 844-411-TEAM. My son, Gregor, does our marketing, photography, and so much more. And, of course, you can reach me, Bob Sikolder, anytime at 376-5483. If you want to see what sellers are talking about uh, when they talk about us, go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com and read our reviews. Go to LouisvilleZillow.com. We are out of time, folks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for watching, and thanks for listening to us. We'll see you next Sunday, 830 a.m. on News Radio 840 WHAS.